got a kind of horrific story about my experience on mushrooms. Okay. So my mate got kidnapped. Oh. oh, there we go. <laughs> I had to pay a ransom in Newcastle what? What? to get him out. It was one of the most surreal and darkest Let's experiences from the of beginning. my life. Oh my where, where are we? Proper good episode, that. Yeah. Yeah. What happened? Um, what a lovely guy. I've never met him before. He's great. Yeah. Like, so much to talk about. Love a, love a Geordie. Yeah, yeah, class. You've got stories, the Geordies, mm. aren't they? Yeah, you've got all that to come. Uh, but before then... We need to tell you about Patreon. Patreon. What's on the Patreon? Loads. So many things. There's a, You get an extra episode every week. Yep. And it might be a special where we are like... Burlesking. Burlesking. Or cooking. All inflexible and super cringy. Yeah. Or cooking under the influence. Yep. Or what else? Most other the things under the influence. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Throwing sports day, which we're going to do another one of Dungeons and Dragons, which we're going to do another one of. Oh, we're excited for that. The Bake um, Off, which people were saying was our funniest one yet. We're probably going to do a summer one of them as well. A little barbecue off or something. Barbecue isn't it? off. Yeah. Uh, and then you get an extra episode from home as well that we film at home. Yep. And it, the live show. Which is cozy in it. And then live shows Who's every putting this much stuff on a Patreon month, for three pounds. We do a live show showing you the local talent. And there was one oh. of them at a sex show, Sex House. <laughs> And stuff happened. Where a lady played the harmonica with a vagina. Where else for £3 can you see a woman play a harmonica with a fanny? For th- honestly, for £3, I genuinely don't know if there is. No. Somewhere else like no. that. Right. So you can get that today. www.patreon.com forward slash the mild high club. Um, £3 gets you access to early access to episode 7 days early um, you get the extra episode of the week and then £5 and £10 you get bonuses on top of that you can get discounts on merch and tickets uh, £10 you get live show ticket free every month um, imagine if we had and double. the Patreon as well sorry is a is a direct link into the guests that we have we put the on there and you can ask them questions directly it's a good place to be it's fun over there get involved in it yeah, I was just going to say, like, this is what we've managed to build with the mountain patrons that we've got. Mm. Imagine when we've got double. We're going to be flying. We've got some mad ideas. We're we going to cause backing. such a ruckus. Uh, if you can't afford it, I know cost of living and that, it's, it's shit at the minute. Um, just spread the word, comment on the video, like the yeah. videos. We can only be as subscribe. big as you allow us to be. It's up to you. We keep doing what we're doing, but it's up to you to share and like and comment and help us to grow. Yeah. That's yours responsibility. So if you can't sign up to the Patreon, but you see one of our clips somewhere, give a little retweet or a little share on your story. Spread the word. Um, that's it, innit? Sign up. So loads of fun over there. If you can't sign up, just give a little share. On with the boss episode. Yeah. Boss episode coming up now. Miniature lungs, Go miniature back. diaphragm. <laughs> so everything <laughs> miniature oh. comes out of me. Um, Mi- miniature apart, stuff. Apart from my poops, um, I have like proper hefty poops. Well, what a good way to start. <laughs> um, <laughs> Amy has hefty poos. <laughs> We're here with Raul Coley. He's just uh, Raul saying he, uh, he's um, spotted us outside Morgley. One time. Oh, really? Yeah. We Strictly speaking, you were, in, you were inside Morgley. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Gareth, who I'm very friendly with. Oh, uh, when Sloss was here, was he? Yeah, exactly yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah. me and Mike just got on a bundabus and walked past and I ran up on Gareth. I didn't run up on Gareth. I'm not like, <laughs> I didn't like drive by him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why he's such a gangster turn around. I run up on Gareth. No, I just like <laughs> ran up behind him, snuck him. And then I realised he was with Sloss. In, Sloss introduced himself to me. I, you know, yeah. met him. And then uh, 
you're like, right, we're going in for a meal. And I, saw, I just remember seeing your two faces. Just going, just yeah. oh my God, Sloss is here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, our, yeah, exactly that. <laughs> our mate, we was going in there another time. And our mate is a... Uh, no, Callum a Oakley. Oh, I yeah. love Callum. Yeah, he's like quarter Indian. And that, that's, um, that's exactly why I love him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he wasn't a quarter Indian, I'd fucking hate him. <laughs> um, and then so, so a, a woman came in, like an older lady, trapped him behind the door. Big of, glass door. Right. He's just behind the door like that. And and then was talking to him through the door, asking him to seat her. Like, you had any tables? Table. <laughs> 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 and like, that was just behind the glass going, I don't like it. <laughs> two, two things on that. Um, well, I was sat, I went to the stand after a football match playing Everton in like December. And I, it was Red Raw, I'd completely forgot. Yeah. I was sat by the bar, just minding my own business, having a drink. And this last came up to us, she was really fit. She was like all over us. And I was like, this doesn't usually happen to me. What's going on here? And she was like, you were so funny on stage tonight. And I was like, I, I wasn't on stage uh, tonight. She thinking of Callum Oakley? She was thinking of Callum <laughs> Oakley. <laughs> She'd seen Callum do 10. I was like, you know, he is really fit in general. <laughs> but uh, you are really racist if you've confused us too. Wow. That's amazing. I went into an Indian restaurant the other day in Bristol and I've never been so confused in my life. It was in Easton. It was called Talis. And I walked in. I just wanted to get a bite to eat before like the show. Mm. With respect, like, I don't know how to say this without say, sounding racist. It is racist, but, like, <laughs> I left because all the staff were white women. Yeah. And an Indian. Yeah, and I was just I believe that. A white woman yeah. came up, she's like, can I help you? I was like, no, no. No, I'd leave. That well. yeah. That's not racist, I'd, I'd leave. Yeah, it felt like being in the movie Get Out. I was like, <laughs> unless there's, like, some sort of some sort of lady who looks like my grandma trapped in the kitchen. Yeah. I don't want to eat you. What's your favorite, what's your go-to meal at a restaurant? Which 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 restaurant? That depends. You know, do you have a favorite? Indian do you have get a carbonara. Do you have a favorite cuisine? Go Indian restaurant for now because I love Indian food. Okay, well, my favorite cuisine is actually Mexican. I is would it? argue. It's okay. a flat, yeah, it's, it's a fucking up there, isn't it? What's it's, your best Mexican? What do you go for? Chorizo tacos. Oh, tacos are fucking fantastic. If they're done right, they're fucking belted. Yeah, they're never done tacos, right in this Chester. country for death the same reason. Death by tacos. In Chester. Death by tacos. Death by tacos. Go. What do they make there? Tacos out, like what do they make their tacos and their, their wraps out of? They it's make fresh. them fresh what's out the of What's the ingredient? Is it flour or is it corn? I think it's something, it's something Mexican. Corn flour. <laughs> I think it's Mexican corn flour. Corn? <laughs> Maybe corn flour. Because usually like the big problem with, it, everything's like post-colonialist trade, isn't it, right? So mm. the reason you get shit Mexican here generally, right? Yeah. I'm sure yeah. Death by Tacos is good. Chucho's on Shields Road in Newcastle is one of the best. The reason you get good Mexican uh, in the US is the same reason you get shit Mexican here mm. and it's the same reason you get class Indian here but you get shit Indians mm. in America like if yeah. you in Australia oh. Australia's got some bad uh, and New Zealand you think uh, there's loads of there's Indians there's loads of well? Indians in nah, Australia jag, unless they're not telling us where the good stuff is well yeah. actually here's a little secret most good Indians here aren't owned by Indians Really? They're owned by Pakistanis or Bangladeshis. Oh, okay. India's a primarily vegetarian country. Yeah. Uh, so you ain't yeah, going to get yeah, a good yeah. chicken tikka yeah. masala mm. from an Indian mm. restaurant. Yeah. You're probably going to get vegan cuisine. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Sanskrit is a good Indian here. Is amazing, that's veggie. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also in in New Zealand, we'd like all the onion bhajis and they, they was like southern fried. <laughs> that's what <laughs> it tasted. It was mad. I was I, like, I, you I don't know. I had some of the best bhajis I've ever had in my life in Queenstown because they tasted like KFC. <laughs> it was mad. That's but that's like a fusion mad. I want to try. It was amazing. Yeah. Like it was Indian so fast food. Like is that with yeah. a curry? Oh, it was, oh, so oh my god! Like because well, this is the thing with like Mexican here. It's like if you if you've seen a lot of the early Mexicans in like the the late nineties, mid thousands, it was all like chiquitos, like California burrito, yeah. and it's like authentic. 
yeah. California, yeah. burritos, mm. authentic, Jack. Texas, Mexican. And you're like, yeah. neither of these places are in Mexico. And that yeah. makes you think if you go to LA, somewhere there's like this little hole in the wall, like authentic Indian restaurant. It's like authentic Bradford curry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That yeah. So funny. yeah, that'd be yeah. class. I, my go-to, I, I really like spicy food. So I would order like a vindaloo or something. Really? Yeah. And whenever they bring them out as well, they always go to give him the spicy one because they assume I can't handle it. Cheers, and then when they turn around, they go, fucking swap that. I just feel like, with, with respect, again, with, without sounding racist, which I'm going to, but just looking at the both of your complexions, yeah. if I was working at restaurant, I'd be like, yeah. definitely yeah, Amy, who's yeah, yeah. having the, the hot food here. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'll get you your lemon and herb in a minute, mate, don't <laughs> no, you? I'm, I'm Madras, <laughs> mate. I'm Madras. It's all right. Yeah, you do all right. I'm all right with spice. I just don't choose to go too up because, one, it makes me feel pissed. And two, you can't taste That's anything but I spice. It. It may, okay, I agree with the second point. I don't know about that first point. I've never, I've Have you never, never had a and been like, oh, I feel like I've sank seven years. I feel yeah. if I if I go too spicy with something, it makes me go all like lightheaded and dizzy, like like a bit bit weird off it, and then Chilly it puts high. me off eating because I'm like, oh, I feel a bit like spaced out from it. It's weird, like Homer in the Sim- on the in the Simpsons, famously. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so and he has that hot chili, and he starts tripping in the desert. I don't know if it's an old wives' tale, if it's true, but if you hear that a thing that like um, certain Chinese people can't digest alcohol or they don't have the I'm enzyme allergic. to. This is really, this is, this is one so of them. you don't drink. It's not legend. No. It's true. Oh my god! That's why right. I only got two glasses for the old okay. uh, rain thing. Yeah, yeah you don't want to be getting on that sixty-three percent of. I'm driving, so I'm gonna have to be careful with this stuff. Oh, you're gonna have to be very careful. Yeah, mate. that's yeah. Uh, like twenty percent past. What I'm gonna I have, I was I'm have this bit. This okay. much. I have a small amount. So wait, I had some of this though. This is nice. So this have was you never me. had thing before. Oh, this is my really new lovely. thing, right? This is second time I'm ever doing it. Done it last week with Lauren Patterson, and she asked for the Dr Pepper. Easy. I asked you. You asked for a seventy-one ingredient cocktail, <laughs> and it, I, I went no. <laughs> it's not the game. <laughs> what it was else? My game. Yeah, you won. You <laughs> won. Um, so we went for Ray and Ting. Um, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna make one now. Oh, crack um, on! It is lovely, mind you. It's like a traditional sort of Jamaican drink. I used to work like, uh, do you know, during the Olympics, I you worked want a single or a double. I'll have a double, mate. Yeah. Do you know what it is? She's right. I'm, 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 I think it's a problem, but I am more of a laugh when I'm like two pints down or whatever. Where's the yeah. double? I mean, there's a certain <laughs> level of drunk where I just bring yeah. a lot of energy to things. See yeah. the smell of that, right? Is knocking me a bit. Can I smell it? Because it's I, very strong. You want it, if you're driving, you want to be very light. I will be. The, but I. What's the? Uh, when I was younger, it was either my cousin's 18th or 21st, one of the two, and he's like two years older than me. I was bladdered. Um, just was like he just get pissed at family parties and that, innit? And they had a bottle of this, and everyone was like, "Oh, we'll have a shot of Ray's," and I was like, "Yeah, fucking let's have it." Get a it shot was, straight. I had a shot straight, and I literally <laughs> went, whoop, walked into the bathroom and went. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Like, it was the fastest I've ever been sick of something. I went, boom, it hit my stomach, and I just w- put the glass down, turned around, walked into the bathroom, went, just threw up everywhere. automatically knew you had to get yeah. it out of your system. So I'm going to do a what, very little one. That's what all alcohol is like for me. So I'll have, literally, I'll have a sip of drink, and I'll just be ah. sick. You'll just have, like, a lager shandy. And I'll be sick everywhere. Oh, my and God, every, that's crazy. Every time, and, and then I have to go to sleep immediately. That's insane. Yeah. That's absolutely insane. It's mad. It's... Such and a shame. He's the but exact same with curries. He has yeah. a <laughs> 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 I, I, I love a curry. Yeah. Wait, wait, what, what level do you go to with your ting there? Uh, yeah, put quite a lot in because this is right strong, you know. You go right up. There we go. That'll do. That'll, that'll do. do. 
And a lamb. Yeah, I'm getting around to it. Um, so what what made you pick this? Have you got any, uh, yeah. any memories with this this drink or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, today? like the first time I had it, it was just like you. Like binge drinking in Newcastle was a sport, and I used to work in like clubs and bars and stuff. So yeah. I used to consider myself pretty heavy. But one thing, growing up in a corner shop, because obviously I grew up in a corner shop. Some <laughs> stereotypes are true. But growing up in that corner shop, like I genuinely, I know a lot about alcohol. I know a lot about brands of cigarettes, brands of chocolate. I genuinely thought. 40% was like the legal limit. Yeah. I didn't think you could go over 40% legally in the United Kingdom. Do you want a little mint leaf? Why I, I want a mint leaf. Chuck some <laughs> mint leaves in there. I, I've never put mint, mint leaves in a drink before. What to do? Just throw them in. Yeah, yeah just you pull them, them off the, the stem and then you chuck them in. Just like this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. look the most appetizing. Have you ever had a, a, a Moroccan oh, mint tea? Oh, with yeah, some okay. actual mint leaves and lemon and a yeah. hash spliff and it's uh, oh and a hash spliff and a, oh, oh it's like what so Moroccans do and it's like such a nice combination so Sorry. like the language right. of alcohol is something I'm there just not fluent in like cheers. I don't know anything cheers. about ale cheers uh, yeah cheers ting 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 that's delicious tell me what you think oh have a God. sip and t- that doesn't taste like shot in it does it Oh no! It's that's well lovely, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just, that's where it gets dangerous because you're 63%. just drinking. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. That man. can catch up with you quick. Mm. So, like the first time I had it, like, yeah, somebody told us like, no, forty percent's not the legal limit. You can have, you can have a sixty percent shot what? and sell it in this nightclub. I was like, shut up, dude. And I thought <laughs> I consider myself quite the drinker. Yeah. Good, like, you never had treble trebles bars in Liverpool. We did had you? quad vods. Quad vods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had one in in Sheffield when I went to uni there doing quad vods and Iron Brew for like. I two think I've been there. Corporation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a wild. My one, mate that went one. to uni in Sheffield and we went out for the night out there. Like, yeah, yeah. Did, was it the school night? Oh, I don't know. It was called like that. school disco. You get in for a quid if you're in school uniform. Oh and no, it like wasn't quad vods with Iron Brew. <laughs> no other mixing, <laughs> just Iron Brew for two quid. That was good fun. But we had these trebles bars. So like when we were 15, 16, 17, we'd go out. And essentially, there would be like three trebles with mixer for a fiver. You take out 20 quid, you'd be fucked yeah, by the time you left the first bar. Just go bar. buy four quad vods and then <laughs> yeah. just be like, oh my you'd God. You'd still have 15 quid left for like your taxi and your kebab. It was mm. like the best night ever. But uh, I remember I could handle drink quite heavy. I'd never vomit after those trebles and nothing like that. And then someone gave us a shot of that Ray Nephew. And it was just oh, like, it's just it, pure I felt power, like I was going to. Like- I felt like I was burping out the eye of Sauron, yeah. Sauron just fire <laughs> coming straight from us. I was yeah. like, oh, what is that? Yeah. And I never kind of was into it. And then I worked at the Puma Yard, uh, which is like the official after hours, uh, like Jamaican headquarters for like the Jamaican Olympic team during oh, the 2012 yeah. Olympics. It was class. We've got free Puma trainers. We've got oh, free yeah. Puma hoodie. Nice. I've still got it. No Usain way. Bolt came and DJ'd. <laughs> like loads of random Why? celebrities came. One of my favorite memories was on Jamaican Independence Day. Like it was a party and then at midnight Independence Day struck. Like Damien Marley there. Chris Hemsworth was there. There was loads what? of like classic really big Jamaican celebs. Chris Hemsworth. Classic <laughs> Jamaican <laughs> Thor, you know. That, that Rastafarian god is Thor. <laughs> so they were like, they were all there and like, I remember as soon as the clock struck midnight, just spliffs were getting lit everywhere. Yeah, and the security guards amazing. started like running around <laughs> trying to put out people's spliffs. And eventually just saw one of them go, the other, there's too many, there's yeah. nothing we can do. <laughs> that's, too, that's too big of a got, challenge. Yeah. Yeah. That's the world I want to live in. Oh, yeah. it, was, it was a lot of fun. Um, Jamaica. But there were two things that I always used to get there sort of for free at the end of my shift. At lunch, we'd always get like jerk chicken with sweet potatoes, sweet potato fries, Rice, peas, coleslaw, it was lovely. But it is like a weird sort of reverse racism thing they did. 
Like when you went to the front desk, there was like these big Caribbean women and they were like the friendliest ways there. Mm. They're like, oh, Raul, you're here for your jerk chicken. It's good to see you again. How's your day being, darling? Yeah. And then it, because I was working there, I'd always like sneak around the back to take out the bins. And in the back, there was just like three young Portuguese men <laughs> who were actually cooking it all. Uh, it was not made by Jamaicans uh, at all. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, but then at the end of my shift, I always got a Ray and Ting and I was like, I got really used to them. I was like, these yeah. are lovely. It's yeah. nice. The, it's the, uh, the Ting really is what gets you going, knowing it. Absolutely. Like, yeah. oh, nice, that it's that injection of sugar mm. alongside the 60% yeah. alcohol. But I think as well, that was probably the last... Thinking about it that way, that's probably the last summer I had free. Ever uh-huh. since that summer, I was doing the Fringe Festival. Oh, and so right, my yeah. summer's sort of always been a bit... Re- I can't just get, like, mm. mashed at festivals and yeah. stuff. Do you know what I mean? I'm always sort of working towards doing this hour. And the last thing you want to do is get ill show, before yeah. the Fringe and you've yeah. lost your voice on day one. Yeah, yeah and being hungover and then trying to do an hour and shit like that. Nah. Are you and doing it this year? Yes. Fringe, Got yeah. three shows on. Nice. Uh, yeah. yeah, crowd work. Normal solo show, yeah, and then a compilation show. You guys going up? We're coming we'll up for a few days. We might uh, set up podcast stuff in like a pub. That that'd be really cool. There's just, a few beer gardens yeah, you could do it in as just, well. Just tweet out and go two till four. What are you recording? Come yeah, down, that, jump on. That'll be sick. Like uh, I think that like clashes with my pod. show. But, oh, um, I don't know what time it'll be, but like just sometime in the day, we're gonna do it. I think it'd yeah. be fun. It's it's all about the look of the draw with the weather there. If you want to do it in a beer garden, because Edinburgh in the summer in August, it's just I won't like, mind doing it inside. Oh yeah, if it'd the be pub good, good inside as well. A corner somewhere or something. Yeah, outside's a bit of a risk in it because yeah. it's just like but yeah, having like the minute. the pub atmosphere in the background. I think would be cool because we'd have our own mics. You never worry so about like because like, particularly in Edinburgh, like just like absolute hammered people just sort of diving in the middle of it and just sort of like being all Straight over Straight the broadcast. Yeah. Though. I mean, uh, if, maybe. If, I don't we think. could probably get them on, couldn't we? And then <laughs> see what they people. say. Yeah, just interview yeah. strangers, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, well, have... Their inhibitions are lowered. It'd be like, tell us your darkest secrets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get, get, get make them do mad shit. Them. Not like, yeah. You don't have to get like contractual agreements or anything for podcasting YouTube, do you? I don't Ooh. think so. I've, I we mean, haven't done so far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, someone said the other day, like, oh, I think you need a nudity license, you know, because we we had someone, like, play the harmonica with a fanny. At I saw that, shows. yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, well. <laughs> I think it's the venue need to go. You bleep, you bleep, like, you blurred it out, though, so you don't really yeah. see anyone's Apart vagina. You in, just the, see. in the episode, I accidentally though, left a nip there's an accidental there. um, blur that comes off the tip. Someone's tits and it just goes boop. Just really a little quick. half a second. <laughs> it's totally my fault. Nipple popped out the blur. Yeah. That's only something that comes up with That's how big a boobs were. It popped out the blurry classic, bit. Uh, classic podcast wonders. No, the blurry bit fully moved out the way of her boobs. It, it went boop and back in. And I went, oh, what happened there? It's <laughs> my so bad. It's funny, yeah. So, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I, I remember when, like, again, I was 15, 16, 17 going out around Newcastle. Like, they just started a film, Geordie Shaw. Right, mm. okay. But, like, nobody really kind of knew what was going on. Was everyone yeah. trying to be like them? Not then. It was, like, a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like Afterwards? Yeah, because I remember, like, I was one of the people who knew about it because I got an interview with Beyond It. Uh, and on the phone, like, just, like, this first standard interview was rejected quite quickly. But, yeah. like, the first standard interview was, like, oh, like, how often would you say, like, you go to the gym? I'm, like, three, four times a week, don't mind the gym. <laughs> how often do you, uh, would you say you go on fake tan beds? And I was, like... I don't know what about the name Rahul Kohli <laughs> <laughs> suggests. And he, but I was also like, nobody knew, like that tanning thing wasn't a thing. Yeah, Neither was like yeah. the vanity of the wax and the chests and it's stuff mad. like that. 
Especially when you come from like Newcastle and that, and the, you get about four sunny days a year. Yeah, like, exactly that. that I was the only tan person I knew yeah, growing yeah. up, and I don't think it gave us that many advantages. No. I had no idea what was going on when the show came out, but Mad. they just sort of carbon copied that yeah. from Jersey, Jersey Shore. Shore yeah. But that's like overnight, we went from like fat, belly out, NUFC tattoo on, pie-eating mm. minors, yeah. to like these sort of soy boys with like all these mm. muscles. and Essex. I was like, yeah, yeah. just sort yeah, of like... Mad. It just became a self-fulfilling yeah, prophecy, right. but I just remember you'd be walking around the club and some woman would run past you crying and then like a full camera crew would run after oh, you. Really? I like you're in the Truman Show. Bless one of my mates. She necked on with Gaz. Right. I just don't think she'd really clocked. She that was hammered. She was like 18, 19. <laughs> yeah. Necked on with Gaz. The next thing you know, it was like a camera in her face. And the next thing after that, somebody just handed her like a contract. Yeah, sign. Sign, nah. yeah, yeah. No way. And then she was watching it with her dad when it came out. Very awkward. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> this is how I kiss. <laughs> So were people like trying to be like them to try and sort of get on the show after that? Have you that? been in any, is it reality show? Yeah. Is that what it, yeah. Yeah, no, I've not been on any reality TV shows. Um, and Ellie was on a show called Prank Pad, but I, I bailed out at the last minute because I just didn't think it was exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, I've not been on any reality TV shows, no. Uh, no. But it's pretty much just, I've been on a lot of documentaries. I'm on a Korean documentary at the minute. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Why? Yeah. Uh, I don't know why the film is a, a, a laughter house in Liverpool. <laughs> right. It's about why. like why uh, Indians are taking over the world and they've okay. picked like the brokest Indian. <laughs> they are like we've got yeah. an Indian prime minister here, Indian prime yeah. minister in Ireland. We've got like loads mm-hmm. of billionaires, loads of people in Silicon Valley. Yeah. And I just guess they didn't have the budget to interview any of them. So like this broke <laughs> comedian in the north of England, he's why Indians are taking. I'm yeah. like, why have you picked me? Like I am the you're on the list. Indian you could find. I don't was, know where you're on the list, but you're on there. What somewhere. was your explanation? Uh, I said two things. Uh, I actually quite gave quite a good answer considering the pick the worst example. Um, I said like well, it, it, in 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 the holy books and stuff, it's like making money is is a whole thing. Mm. Like it constantly refers to in some of the holy books the proper making of wealth. So like setting mm. up a business is almost like religiously encouraged. Whereas in Christianity, it's like if. You- a rich man can't get into heaven. Yeah, exactly that. Like it's sort of like for the same reason why. Shit. So give all your money carefully. to the priest. Give all your money to the, the church. <laughs> and is. your children too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that, I've got to wear this carefully. But it's sort of like why Jewish people are overrepresented um, in finance. Mm. It's because in their Bible, it doesn't say you can't loan with interest. It says mm. in Islam and Christianity, you can't loan with interest. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas in the Jewish Bible, it doesn't strictly oh, speak so they're like, that. yeah, fucking we're not doing anything so, wrong. Yeah, for like thousands yeah. of years, they've been yeah, sort of yeah, like, yeah. okay, well, we'll just do this as a good way to make money. You know, the yeah. original banks and stuff like that. Um, it's sort of a similar with with Hindus at the very least, mm. not not Indians in general, but Hindus. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, you can make some money from um, making money. Like that's important. Go yeah, and make yeah. money. It is important. Mm. It's mad that they're like, oh, well, you can't, it's essentially saying you can't bring it with you. And it's like, yeah, but you need it while you're here. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, I know I can't take it with me, but I do need it now. Yeah, otherwise like, I'm going to go through hell this yeah, lifetime, yeah. isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, uh, speaking of Hinduism, <laughs> I, I remember, because um, I, I have like, I get onto things and then I get bored and then I'll, I don't know if I've got ADHD or something. But I'm was, like that, yeah. Yeah, I was onto, is it the Vedic chants? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll random. That song. got very. Uh, how did you get that deep? <laughs> She's gone deep. There's lo- yeah, there's, there's getting a little bit into it, like Amy, and it then it's getting right. <laughs> so the origins of Hinduism, basically, I went right back. That's there. like five thousand, six thousand years ago. That's she a real prehistoric Hinduism. She wants to start from the beginning. That's um, what it is. Yeah, and so they used to like 
teach these chants and to the students, the uh, the people who come up with it, and they had to get them to chant it like back to front and front to back, so that yeah. they knew every um, inclination and just got it perfectly right, rather than writing it down. That's what that's what I heard. Yeah. Thoughts? You think that's where <laughs> I think you know more about Hinduism than me. To be honest, I didn't go quite six thousand yeah. BC into the Vedic chants. But there was a little bit because we do mushrooms and we like listening to different stuff. So I, I remember we put on the, these it, yeah. Vedic. Am I saying it right? Vedic. 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 But yeah, chants, like Vedic, like Darth Vader. Oh yeah, that's how I remember. It. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we'd be on mushrooms and just listening to these chants, and we we like knew the cadences oh, like off mad, by heart. Yeah. That's smart, interesting. But that yeah. is in its own way like a Hindu form of meditation. Yeah. You've, uh, but I was like, I reckon back then when they come <coughs> up with all that, they were psychedelics were involved somewhere. Some like I think if you together. go before like these Abrahamic religions, it's like the Hindus, and then before the Hindus, it's like Celts, Druids, Gauls, yeah. and like they're all into these like polytheistic sort of ideas of gods and looking mm. at the stars. And but also, what was ready if you're a hunter gatherer, if you're running around like getting stuff from the forest. Mushrooms. You're probably picking mushrooms either Always. accidentally yeah, or yeah, deliberately yeah. all the time. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, I've, I've just seen God. I've yeah. eaten these mushrooms and yeah. I've just seen God. Mm. I've had a full conversation. Definitely. This why, is what why, we need would you not, why would you not eat them? Like, why shit? Right, okay, mushrooms. here's why you might not eat them. I've got, I've got a kind <laughs> of okay. horrific story about my experience on mushrooms. Okay. But the thing is, do you do mushrooms in the house? Yep. Yeah. We've done them in a See. cabin as well. Mushrooms. <laughs> Not just in a brick house, in a wooden cabin too. Yeah. <laughs> like the three little pigs on mushrooms. Yeah. Oh <laughs> Done it in a straw house. <laughs> Big bad wolf came outside. Too scared for the straw house. <laughs> Have you ever done them when you go out? Out where? Just in, like, I, I love, my, I got really into microdosing them. Right. Okay. Like, I'll take notebook. I chop them up. Yeah. I used to chop them up. I don't do um, drugs anymore, for the record. Anyway, yeah, but I, used to, I used to chop them up and I'd put them in capsules because I think chewing them is a bit minging as well. Yeah. Oh, you do them? Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> right, 0.1s and 0.2s. I don't know. So I chop them like 0.1 scale. So I know exactly how much I'm taking. Yeah. And this still just doesn't stop me getting into car crashes on oh. nights out because if oh, you take like 0.1, 0.2, it's almost like if you take not enough to trip out, it's almost like taking the best pill you'll ever take in your yeah. life. Your jaw's not swinging. No. You're not sweating like mad. You're not stinking the chemicals. Yeah. Yeah. You're just happy and you've got energy. You're ready to consume the universe, mm. but mm. your appetite's not even like suppressed. You've got to have the best meal, but like yeah, feel yeah. like you're just as happy and excited in your life. It's the best. But it gives you a bit too much trust in right. just the universe around you. Mm. You sort of get into this, uh, this oneness yeah, of everybody yeah. and Everyone's the world. Everyone's amazing, that, yeah. Yeah, and that doesn't... Uh, me and my mate went out and we're... Sm we just keep... I keep doing them mm. over the night and that's when it's like... I remember being... Creep up on you, didn't it? Yeah, I remember being at the Fringe out with like a comedian and very good friends who's got Parkinson's and his boyfriend. And like I keep taking them until the point the walls start moving then I go, okay, time for me to go home. Mm. Yeah. And I, I remember like I was there sat having loads of beers and the more beers you have, the more you mix that it gets like way worse Weird, and worse yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So I remember taking these, uh, these, these mushroom pills and I just kept like 0 0.1, 0 0.1, 0 0.1, sinking pints. And eventually the comedian I was talking to, his face started running away from himself. And, and I was like, right, I need to go home. That's not Parkinson's. Well, yeah, <laughs> the next day I said this to his boyfriend. His boyfriend was like, that's that's uh, not the mushrooms. That's just his condition. I was like, yeah, you oh, said it is bad. And I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> Genuinely, what well, everything else was fine. It was oh, just his face. Right. <laughs> but this is sort oh, of like how it gets a bit touch and go. And me and my mate, we smash loads on a night out, uh, 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 amongst some other stuff. Or go on a night out, out on them. 
Well, I love it. Like, I absolutely love Especially it. Especially, like, around here or Newcastle and that. I always get weird vibes off just being in places anyway. Cause yeah. Because I'm like, shit's about to so pop my off somewhere. So my mate kidnapped. Oh. oh, there we go. I had to pay a ransom in Newcastle what? What? to get him out. It was one of the most surreal and darkest Let's experiences go. From the of beginning. my life. Oh my where God. were we? Yeah. And this wasn't mushrooms. This was really happened. This genuinely happened. I don't know. Maybe the, if I look, the bank transfer is not yeah, there. Let's, let's pick it apart sure and it see. And he was pretty traumatised. He ended up going teetotal after that night. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, like, I'm pretty sure it happened or it was the worst conjoined trip we've ever had yeah, yeah, in yeah. our lives. We were in this place called Spot White. Mm. And it's like, you've been at uh, the Seven Oaks in Manchester. The gig, where the gig is, the pub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But you ever been, like, when it's so it closed at, like, 11pm and then it opens again at like midnight for hospitality staff. Uh, and you need like a membership. Right. You need to have sent in an invoice to say like, I, was, I work at bars. Yeah. I've got a membership. Uh, and then it's open on 9 a.m. for people who are closing off bars, right? Yeah. And so we went uh, to what we thought was like the equivalent spot white, but like you, you just go in during the day and you get a membership. You don't need to send an invoice. Mm. And it's open till like 5 a.m. So the only place in Newcastle open at 5 a.m. are the casino, yeah. strip club, and spot white. And spot white, tends to attract, as we learned to our detriment, some pretty dodgy characters. Yeah. So we're in there just playing pool, doing all sorts, having a good time. And about 5 a.m. comes closing time. And my mate's outside, he's chatting to this 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 lass who, you know, doesn't look like too much trouble. Mm. Um, and I'm getting backy off some people so we can go home and get ourselves to sleep yeah. by rolling a fatty. <laughs> and literally, I get the backy off and I turn around and he's gone and this lass has just sort of stood looking a bit aimless in front of me. And I'm like, where's... I won't say his name. Where's, let's just call him Jerome. Where's like, Jerome? Where's Jerome? <laughs> just like, Jerome. who's Jerome? I'm like, my mate who's just with you, like short, square head, like wearing cream It's really not hair. what I thought Jerome would look like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just started describing exactly how he looks. <laughs> I've given him the blackest name on the planet. But she's like, I have no idea who this Jerome kid is. And I'm like, he was there right there though. Yeah, like I should have kept an eye on him. I knew he was quite mashed, but like, and I was keeping that. I literally must have turned for about a second, and this is where it gets. But on a mushrooms, bit more. though, a second is like five minutes or something. Time is all relative when you're yeah, on air. Yeah, yeah. When you're on mushrooms doing Vedic chance. Eh? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just completely missed him. And I um I just assumed, right, he's 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 mashed, he's a grown man, mm. stumbled off, found himself a taxi, got himself home. Yeah. And so I get a taxi on myself. As soon as I get home, got my rolling tray out, got my back here on the rolling tray. And I get a call from Jerome. Mm. And it's not Jerome. It's like this Raj Geordie guy. He's like, yeah, your mate's just done all my cocaine. And he said he's got the money to pay us back, but he doesn't. I'm going to knock him out if you don't send me the money. And I was like, what oh, on no. earth is going on here? I'm like, well, put him on. And he's like, Jerome's like, yeah, yeah, Raul, yeah, yeah please, no, okay. please help, uh, please, I, I don't know where I am, I don't know what I've done, and I was like, for Christ alive, oh, and genuinely, no. at first, listen, I didn't, like, a kidnapping was the last thing mm. on my mind, this is Newcastle, do you know <laughs> what I mean, not, like, Afghanistan, like, what is, like, a kidnapping yeah. with a rant, I just assumed, genuinely, my mate had somehow, in his absolute hammered head, just managed to convince this guy to give him a little bit of his drugs, done it all, or like spilt the bag and then like not had, had no the money, money yeah. to pay him back or just consciously didn't know how to get his card out or get the money mm. out. So I was like, right, I tell you what, mate, I'll give you I'll give you 120. Will you put him in a taxi to this street? Yeah. Um, and he's like, yeah, mate, no problem whatsoever. I genuinely just thought it was a whole misunderstanding and this guy was rightly quite annoyed that mm. someone had done all his drugs. Yeah. 
And then I sent him the money. And I should have clicked at this point, but I was absolutely wrecked. I should have clicked <laughs> when he got me to send the money to a lass's account. Mm. Like, he didn't sound like a Lauren Fowler. Yeah. Like, at that minute, I should have sort of clicked. But it just went in, and I was like, right, the money's in. And he was like, just started screaming. He just turned the energy, and that's when I knew I was getting done. That's when the penny dropped. He was like, the money's not in. Like, I could see on my bank statement, the money is in. He's like, the money's not in. I'm going to... I'm going to kill you, mate. And that's it. I'm going to kill you, mate. I was like, well, okay, don't kill anyone. Just calm down. 120 like, quid? For yeah. Me. I was like, for 100? Yeah. Why would you kidnap someone <laughs> for 100 quid? I was like, I think my mate's worth a bit more than yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Jerome's worth at least 250, <laughs> which is what I ended up paying because like, where are you? Oh, I'll shit, come. Yeah. And I got a taxi to where he was, which is like one of the rougher areas in Newcastle, the West End. And I waited at this roundabout and yeah. he came out of a back alley in like a wife beater and a balaclava with my mate in like an arm bar. Gosh. And I just had to like give him the cash and drag me mate away oh, and take him home. That. And after that, I was like, yeah. I'm not blaming should. mushrooms for that one. <laughs> That's your guys' so fault. I, I feel like had, he not, had I not given him, I didn't give him anything. Um, had he not, <laughs> had we not taken as much as we did, yeah. he probably might have had the wherewithal not to wander off Maybe. and clearly like career kidnapper. Jerome. Yeah, Jerome. Like, surely there are better ways to rob people than actual armed kidnapping. <laughs> That's yeah. mad. Especially if it's only like 200 quid or something. Isn't it? 200 quid? Yeah. Like it's, no, it's not even off your rent these days. No. Uh, I bet that's so scary though. Just oh, getting yeah, ragged. That, I was just very confused. I think my mate was petrified. As I say, he's gone teetotal of it. I was just very, I did not know that was possible in Newcastle. I did not yeah. know how it happened. I was <laughs> like, this cost of living crisis has got serious. Yeah. If people yeah, are resorting mad. to kidnapping. Imagine, I'd just be like looking at myself in the mirror, just like being like, Someone's been kidnapped. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> he kind of to is this real? I don't know. I remember my mate staged a like robbery once because they got an ounce for someone and then smoked it. Oh, didn't didn't you sell weed but it was oregano? Oh no, <laughs> that was just for some kid in a park. Uh, everyone's done that once upon a time. I've got a mate who's yeah. uh, he was a drug dealer. He's turned his life around now. Uh, on stage, I refer to him as Specky Rizwan. Um, <laughs> and he was just like a compulsive bullshitter slash drug mm. dealer. And he was quite funny. Like when he went to jail for prison, his parents were so ashamed. They told everyone he'd gone on a gap five year to Thailand. <laughs> gap <laughs> five year! <laughs> and then he came back two and a half years early. Not for good behaviour. <laughs> gap five year. <laughs> he was tired of Thailand. <laughs> gap five year. I'm back from Thailand for good behaviour. That's funny. <laughs> but no way, yeah. I mean, like, my mate sorted this lad an ounce who he went to college with or something, and then he smoked loads of it, and then they were looking at it like, hey, we can't give him that, you know, that's not an ounce anymore. So, like, they set up, like, meeting the lads um, with the ounce, and when they were meeting up in this alley, my other mates ragged up in a van, like, jumped out and grabbed the lad and fucking punched him, like, actually punched him to make it look realistic, robbed him, and then fucked off. So then his mates, who he got the ounce for, seen him get battered for it. And then they met up with him like 15 minutes later. He had like a black eye and he was like, close one. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you give him like Wario's voice? Close one. I don't know, it was just, uh, it seemed more uh, dastardly. He's got, he's got some rough mates, Dan. Right? They weren't even rough ones though. Do you know the thing? Like they weren't even the rough mates. Yeah. They were just like, just... So. They, they fucked up and they were like, right, we need a way out of this. Yeah. We, and they, sometimes once you get in and like you, you're already losing, you well, just make stupid or under stupid they bought, they bought an ounce with someone else's money and smoked most of it. Yeah. And then yeah, went yeah. shit. 
we don't have the money for this kid and we've smoked most of his weed. What do we do? I know. We <laughs> rob it off him. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, what a tangled web we weave. I know, yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, though, you can't knock them for their... Uh, the ingenuity, ingenuity. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, fast thinking on your feet. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, it could be like a set designer or something, couldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that is a lot of effort that's gone into that. Yeah, we get costumes, <laughs> get your little fake beard, yeah. <laughs> we get a makeup artist yeah, and foundation. I, I would have loved to have seen how it actually. I wasn't there, I didn't see any of it. I would have loved to see how it actually looked because it might have looked shit, yeah, and the yeah. other lads might have been like. Like air level drama performance. Yeah. Hey, stop! Give me that like wrestling punches. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like the sharks and the jets down the alley. Yeah. <laughs> the other lads are just there going. They're just taking our weed. There, just what's going on? Dance punching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know how good it actually looked, but uh, so the story sounded great. You know. Yeah, it does sound good. Yeah. It sounds like he got away with it for all intents and purposes. Mm. I think he did. Yeah. Yeah. Because he went to college the next day with a lad, and he had a black eye because he made his mate punch him and that, and just. So my guy, Rizman, he thought he was rough, but he, but he wasn't mm. really rough. Do you know what I mean? Like, he thought he was rough. And sort of being rough, doing all these things. He was always, like, a compulsive bullshit. He always, like, was just one of those people you'd take the mick out of. Like, mm. And he'd lie about everything for mm. no good reason. That, you know. The point where you'd ask, like, are you lying to yourself? Are you lying to us? Like, he lied mm. about his own real name. Yeah. Like, mm. his real name was, like, Mabib. And he yeah. called himself Rizwan, yeah. which is apparently his middle name. And, like, the reason we found out is he was sat at a bus stop. It's genuine. He was sat at a bus stop, and he was just... He was banging on about this girly chag. We were all about like 13, 14. We knew it was bollocks in one ear out the other. Mm. And then he, like, one of my mates just snapped. He went, Rizwan, you are such a fucking liar. You lie about everything. I bet you even lie about your own real name. And he looked to the floor, burst out crying. and went, my real name's Mabib. <laughs> <laughs> he lied about everything. What if, well, like, Mabib, such a great word to come out after that, in that sentence as well. Isn't it? <laughs> my real name's Mabib. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, them characters, like it's Jay from the In Between. Yeah, it? this is what I say on say like it's Jay from the In Between has become an Asian drug dealer. Like, yeah. That is like yeah, yeah, that yeah, is Rizwan. Yeah, yeah. So like, he's, 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 we've been done. Like we, he basically when he, he, like, he was two years older than us. So when he finished his GCSEs, he, like rocked up where we were playing football on the field. He had like this big bag of green. And he was like, "Oh lads, we bought like an ounce, my first ounce of weed mm. to celebrate." You know, finishing my GCSEs, and we were like, oh, we thought it was so cool. We we were like, oh my god, that's amazing. We'd barely seen any like green yeah. at that time either. Oh, seeing your first ounces, like, oh my god, what is that? Exactly yeah. that. Well, he kept telling everybody it was just like his thing. That's what makes mm. him cool. Yeah. And he told somebody who told somebody who told their parents, and their parents rang the police and were like, the four Asian kids <laughs> running around Jesmond, which is like the poshest area in Newcastle, <laughs> with an ounce of weed. We came out of, like, the field and, like, immediately, like, three police officers yeah. just swooped in. <laughs> yeah. well, the weird thing was, and this is, uh, it still pisses me off a bit, we're with about, like, 40 white kids. It was right? my it was my mates in, uh, in police officer outfits. <laughs> 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 well, they didn't get much because, like, as soon as they get our shit, I was more scared to be parents than I was the yeah, police. Yeah, and yeah. I had, like, mm. two cans of red stripe on us, like, threw them under the car. They, like, mm. dived under the car. They, like, held me and the three other Asian kids against the wall. Yeah. Didn't check any of the white kids. No. Just let the white kids over there. We could have easily passed it on. Racist. But they went through, like, all the stuff. They were, like, found the big bag, at, uh, the ounce on, on Rizwan. They were, like, all right, can we arrest him then? And like one of the police officers smells it and he's like, no, not for oregano, we can't. He just oh, bought it from like a herbal a store. It was literally yeah, just like one of those right. fake, we were just like, can't believe you got the police here just oh with oregano. God. 
that's a proper in between us moment, that as yeah. well, isn't it? Like getting caught with your fake weird. Well, wow. so bad. The best one he did was he used to when he went to college. He used to sell. Do you remember MCAT? Mm. Yeah, I never never tried it, but I remember it. <laughs> I remember he used being to about sell MCAT and yeah. claim to other kids in college and claim it was like cocaine. So he'd buy it for like three pound a gram and yeah. sell it on for like a hundred pound a gram. <laughs> and he used to sell it this quite hard okay. Russian kid. Yeah. I forget his name. Let's just call him Vladimir for all intents Jerome. and Jerome. <laughs> Jerome the second. Russian Jerome. Everyone's Jerome in my stories. I remember like going with him to drop off like a gram and this Russian kid had got wind of it. And this Russian kid, like, as soon as Rizwan got out of the car, like, held him up against the wall. Like, yeah. I hear you've been selling me MCAT claiming it's cocaine. I'm going to fucking kill you if this oh, is true. And Rizwan's over there, like, when his back's up against the wall, like it literally was, he will just respond and, like, come up with some bullshit to get him out of the scenario. Yeah. And he was like, no, 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 no. I can prove it. I can prove it. I can prove it. Genuinely, I can prove it. He's like, prove it then. Drops him. Goes to the boot of the car. Gets out, like... A calculator, like a scientific calculator, yeah. and like some crocodile clips. I don't know why he had crocodile clips. He lifted them from his chemistry class, got one end of the crocodile clips, put them on the top of the calculator, got the other end, put them inside the bag of Emka, stood for about five minutes. Noobs. That's what I was thinking. Type in some. I literally showed him the calculator. Could have just said boobs, genuinely, Amy. I had no idea what he'd actually typed in there. I knew it was all, nobody yeah. like, had, but he showed up the Russian kid, the Russian kid was like, oh, I knew I could trust you, Rizwan. Oh, Thank you very much. Oh let's go. God, he could have his own sitcom. Like. Uh, yeah, I've done like two whole solo shows just about yeah. his life story. Like one of the uh, funny, but slightly depressing when he went to prison. Um, he was he, like, he was drug dealer, he was on his own, he didn't know anyone and he kept getting shit kicked out of him by white supremacists. Mm. So it was, everything was like in gangs in prison. So he joined a terrorist organization. <laughs> 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 like, it's just, it's just for protection. Uh, he was literally with like Blackpool Al Qaeda or something mad like that. <laughs> but oh he never got no. beaten up after that. <laughs> he had protection. Yeah, I'm not surprised. But he's part of Blackpool like, Al Qaeda. Uh, you know? It's not good, is it? When you're like, oh, I guess I'm going to have to <laughs> become a terrorist. It's shit that I'd have to become a white supremacist. To uh, survive prison. Yeah. You shave the head, you got the look, do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to be fair. <laughs> uh, where, where's me guys? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mad. Wow. It's time for Feel Supreme advert. Feel um, Supreme roulette. Tell me when to stop. Stop. What have we got? Oh, this is what I'm on. Literally just taken one Five before HTP, this show. I've just had some, uh, what does it say? Griffonia Simplify. Simplicifolia seed extract. What even is that? If you haven't know. skipped by now, it's a, uh, a <laughs> chemical byproduct of the protein building block L tryptophan, um, and it is produced commercially from the seeds of an African plant known as Griffonia simplicifolia. I can't read that that word; it's too big. Um, five HCP. If you want some work, of that, works in the brain and central nervous system by increasing the production of the chemical serotonin. Woo woo! Serotonin in a bottle? Are you messing? What? Why? What are we gigging for? Go and get some of this. In a pill. Serotonin in get a bottle. In there. Um, serotonin can affect mood, sleep, appetite, temperature, sexual behaviour, and pain sensation. Wow. 
RRP fourteen pounds, and you can get fifteen percent <laughs> off that. Um, There's loads of stuff over at feelsupreme.co.uk, isn't there? Loads of stuff for your guts, for your brain, for your general health. This that's you know. li- that's literally happiness in a bottle. Yeah, and you can like have happiness for fourteen ninety nine minus fifteen percent. People joke about ah, oh, bottle happiness, sell it. They're doing Feel it. Supreme have got it. They're already doing it. The head of the game. They've got loads oh. of products. They've got loads of mushroom supplements, stuff to help your lungs work better, stuff to help you... Stuff, I haven't been taking mine. <laughs> stuff to make your brain work better. Uh, you've got cordyceps, you've got lion's mane, turkey tail, mushroom blends, um, all sorts supreme. over there. All you need to do is bang in the code TMHC15 and you'll get 15% off the whole order of Feel Supreme stuff. Do you want a powerful mental performance supplement for the brain? A natural neurotropic and doesn't want these. nutritional cognitive enhancer. Well then, Neuro Supreme, 60 capsules. Go ahead. Get on it. Feel supreme. Feel supreme. Quick ad. Back to the show. So what's your what's your vice, would you say? I have too many. I'm up for anything, and that means uh, I have been probably addicted to everything okay. at some stage in yeah. my life. Um, yeah. How long have you been doing comedy? About 11 years, okay. six years of the job. Um... I wouldn't even say that's my addiction. That was like a way to, as you could see from my arrival today, I was just very late for everything. I think <laughs> I've got ADHD. I'm yeah. waiting to get diagnosed. Yeah. Late for everything, can't focus. But like when the pressure's on, I can somehow just about yeah. scrape what I need yeah, to do. Right, yeah, like yeah. that's just me through and through. And like comedy was almost like a way to escape capitalism. But like yeah. then comedy got like to it. It's, when I'm responsible for something, I just seem to shrink. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's something I'm working on. But if I have a responsibility... I don't like facing up to it. So shy away from it. Or yeah, whatever. so like it got to the point where like, you know, I'm coming back from gigs and my life is comedy. I did throw myself in at first. I really did. And then I sort of took a step out. I was like, look, you're a circuit comic now. You're full time. But I, I, I can't watch comedy specials anymore. Just off the bed I'm because, uh, yeah. huh? This is where I've been at. at yeah. Because I've just hit like five and a bit years. Yeah. So I've just gone full time with it. And now I'm like, I can't watch stand-up anymore. You overanalyze everything and it's not, it's like revision more than it is. I just Mm. hang out with comedians now. Like someone asked me something, oh, do you know anyone that could do this? And I went, "Eh, I don't know, people might be gigging. And he was like, anyone outside the comedy? I was like, don't speak to anyone no, outside of comedy anymore. Yeah. And the worst thing is when you get taught to people and they find out you do comedy and then yeah, like yeah, no. you just answer their questions as if it's your set. Mm. How long you been doing it for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What inspired you to do it? How did you think you could do it? Like, and that, I, I want to learn about them. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. now it's got the point where like, if, if I want to drift off at night, I'm not watching like Chris Rock's Selective Outrage or yeah. Marlon Wayans news, but I watch a documentary on the Holocaust. I'm like, comedy can't get me. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is relaxed. Safe space. Like, this is my safe space. I watch something about a natural disaster, some horrible <laughs> tragedy, some genocide, and I'd be like, there's no jokes here. Yeah. Okay. And now that's I can better. sleep. That's yeah. better. Yeah. Like I can just actually switch off a little bit. It does just become all consuming, doesn't it? It does, because comedy's self-employed as well, isn't yeah. it? So you sort of need to find those spaces where you can just meditate switch your brain off mm. seems like you yeah. two have it nailed with this mushrooms and vedic chance i need to try, try that when i go try home. It, man. Um, try it. meditate and Cold start lights. to work a bit for me yeah. i used to it really was a big bad thing with uh baggy heavy spliffs and box sets right and i just that stay in bed cool. for like a whole day two days straight like eat some Cheerios, thing. some pizza. Sounds yeah. like something I need to do at yeah, the minute, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Don't stop that. Don't yeah, stop, but like. I would struggle to get out of that. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'd be so there, it's very like, easy to stay I in watched there, Breaking Bad in four days. Like, that's not healthy. Yeah, no. yeah that's not healthy You're at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Endurance uh, marathons. Yeah. yeah. But, like, 
that's not healthy. So that was my vice. Um, now I'm trying to get healthy vices. I got the gym. That that works good, good for us. Good to have, yeah. Uh, it, before it was spliffs and box sets, it was binge drinking. Mm. But then yeah. that sort of just caught up while I was doing comedy. Because when you get offered a free drink, the first yeah. thing when you turn up to work every night, that can sort of bring so I sort yeah. of got out of drinking before I started comedy. Like I used to drink a lot. And then I slowly got out of it because we were living in Australia. Didn't really know that many people to go out with. So expensive. And it was dead expensive on top of it. Like $20 for a fucking double Jack and Coke or whatever. Double rum and Coke. Like $10, $10 shots it was. So if you want a double rum and Coke, it was $20. And that's what all I used to drink. I'd have three and it'd be $60. And I'd go, fuck off, I need about at least five. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> when I was properly drinking. Um, so I just sort of stopped. I'd have the old beer. But even a beer was like a bottle of Corona was $9. So I'm like, I don't even like Corona that much. Like fucking, so I really cut down on the drinking while I was there. And then like, so when I come back, I sort of, I have, I have one or two pints and then just get a bit tipsy and go, that's me that I've smoked weed and I'm done, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and that was before I started comedy, which is, I think a real good thing. Cause like people go out, get bevied on. I've seen it loads around here on the circuit and uh, people just come in twatted making a tit to themselves and yeah. all that. I was like, not me no more. I've done all that, me. Yeah. Um, if I could drink, I'd probably be dead by now. So <laughs> it's a good thing that Been I've Been through some shit, haven't you? So. Yeah, so it's it's a blessing. But this is like, the life is all relative, isn't it? To like, I didn't, I wasn't drinking that badly when I knew I could go home and have a spliff. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That would sort of yeah, rain you've got something in. else. But like, that brought with it its own problems. I'd wake mm. up, because I'd stay up watching telly. Mm. And then the next day I'm waking up late and I'm drowsy and I'm all over. Yeah. And like the tobacco for me, if you're allergic to, I think to some degree I'm allergic to tobacco. Mm. It makes me really anxious and really yeah. aggressive and really sort of like just edgy. I'm yeah. not myself. I'm not like the personality and the energy I am when I'm smoking tobacco. And it mm. took me yeah. a long time to realize that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So once I gave that up, I felt like a whole new man. I felt like I was smashing my gigs better. I felt like I was more present in every moment. Yeah. But then that just brings with it its own problems. Because then, oh, yeah, let's, let's take a few mushroom pills and have some... Oh, my mates have been kidnapped. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. just, just been like... A like, I've just keep running into the night. There's drunk. just a void that needs filling with something, in it. Exactly. Like, just stop doing that. Like, wait, our fucking boiler man, he said he used to be a bad alcoholic and all that. And then he goes, now I just eat jellies. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I spend like 40 quid a week on jellies. Yeah, now. Like, that's like his new addiction now. just to fucking because he needs they need something that's you know it he I mean? needs something to just like fill that gap and like mine after i gave up smoking this place was just running at the night and the problem is when you're with people you trust like that's fine yeah. but when you're a comic and you're on the road like i am you're alone a lot of the time mm. so you're just mm. fine strangers yeah. And you don't know them. And you don't yeah. trust them. And solo and drinking can be a bit sad as well. Yeah, so you go to a <laughs> yeah. pub, you'll have like the one pint, which is all right, yeah. I think, you know what I mean? But then you'll find someone, you'll meet them, and then you go out with them. But you're still that outsider. Mm. And then yeah. they'll drag you into some shit you don't want to do. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, then you're just like, oh, yeah, why not? Like, I'm, I'm with these strangers. And that just brought with it its own problems, I think. Yeah. At yeah. this point, I, I just need to find something I can go home to. Mebs, it's like, you two have each other. That's probably pretty nice. Do you know mm. what I mean? You've yeah. got each other at home. Like, I don't have anyone. Like, I live alone. Yeah, right. And I know if I go home, I'll probably just smoke a hash spliff with herbal tobacco. <laughs> yeah. Vikings Valhalla, an episode or something yeah. like that. And so I just keep staying. Because if the backy was in there, I'd probably be like, yeah, like, go home. But I don't have that desire. I have more Because it's the addiction just... to the tobacco, isn't it? Yeah, that's, I think, what yeah. overrode the more the more than the addiction to weed. But, but are you not addicted to gigging then, would you say? I, I, I was, I really enjoy it and I do enjoy it. But like, there's it, two things with gigging. Number one, as I'm getting older, and particularly post-pandemic, I don't know if it's because I've turned 
I'm, I'm into my thirties now, or if it's cause I um like uh Maybe maybe it was something affected with COVID, but I feel like mm. the traveling and the energy of it all is getting to me a little bit. Yep. I want to be a bit more based at home. I love like Brock Lesnar. <laughs> this is relevant. <laughs> Brock Lesnar said, "I was built to be in the ring. Mm. I wasn't built to get to the ring." Right. I kind of feel like as I'm getting older, I'm feeling that a bit more. Mm. I still love being on stage. Yeah. But I struggle. With the three-hour drives. Tr- yeah, the seven-hour like drives yeah. to Wales. Yeah. The, I don't do megabuses anymore, thank God. Yeah. But even mm. the trains are so unreliable in this country. Where are you based? Newcastle. Newcastle. I think that's what's made it worse as well. I used to be based in London and Manchester, which are a bit more central. The transport's yeah. a bit better. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, travelling back to Newcastle, sometimes on a battle two, three, four, five, and that's kind of killing me. But I've got investment. I've got things, projects that are very Newcastle yeah. based that need the requirement to be in Newcastle yeah. where I have to be there mm-hmm. and I've, I've plonked myself there but that's sort of causing a bit of an issue. Uh, so I want to do I want to have a laugh. I want to be yeah. writing jokes and cracking jokes but I want to be spending less time travelling but it just isn't that you've got hot water here mm. you've got laughter. In Manchester there's like two open mics you can do every night. Yeah, yeah and I miss open much, mics. Yeah, yeah. I really miss. That's like some of the most exciting part of it. Just mm. trying something, taking a risk, and when you do get, oh no, this is funny. Yeah, this isn't yeah, just yeah. a daft thought. I had it had. last night. Yeah, I literally had it last night. Th- yeah. That's it. Like, mm. and we don't have enough of them in yeah. Newcastle. We've got like Red Roar on the Wednesday. That's always yeah. chocker though, isn't it? Chocker, but like the waiting list is. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'll get two dates closing there a year, which is fine. It's yeah. the most in demand. I can't even get on the Red Roar. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, just keep applying. <laughs> like, they're very in demand. Like, back before, yeah. you know, way back when, when I was starting out, it was like, why do we got? And it still is the nicest room to do comedy in. Yeah, right. Like, that is the kindest room. It's the best room. 250 people, the room full, wall to wall. So it's just high in demand. People will come up from, like, London, from Cornwall to do that, mm. Edinburgh and Glasgow for free. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think that says a lot about it. But um, we have that. And then we have, like, Tuesday Long Lives. And that's mainly, for the most part, just comics and mm. a few of their friends. <laughs> and, and yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't really have, like, I get jealous of Manchester and Amsterdam, where it's just a room full of strangers. Yeah. So you know yeah. if a joke works there, it it's, it's going to be, yeah, yeah it'll yeah, work yeah. in a club, it'll work in a circuit. Um, but, yes, yeah, so I think, I am addicted to gigging, but I want to bring it yeah. just a yeah. bit more localised. Where's your favourite and least favourite places to gig? Stan Newcastle, for me, is still, like, weekends, Wednesday, whatever it is, I absolutely love that place. I yeah. love gigging at all the stands. Frog and Bucket. Has become quite a favourite of mine. Yeah. yeah, I used to hate it there because I used to do the Gong Show, mm. and oh, just yeah. when they play Eight Mile, yeah. Eminem yeah. lose yourself. I'm like you fucking pieces like, of yeah, shit. That <laughs> you just killed them the nails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I'm just comes on on the this. radio or something. I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> There's three in it. It's uh, all my life. Get it. Let's get it started. And uh, Eight Mile. The three that they play before the show starts at the Frog. Yeah. All three of them are just tainted now. Yeah, yeah. Like, the stand. We've got Reap Petit. It's oh, like, a okay. yeah. yeah. I forget who it's by. And like, when that just occasionally comes on, on the radio or in a bar, like, I, I just, oh God, I've got to be on stage. Yeah, What's yeah. happening now? Yeah. Uh, so like, there's, there's those two really high up for me. I love, I do like months in Amsterdam. Oh. And I have the best of times. Like, oh. I'll when do, did I did you do just, them? Sorry? When did you do them? Well, I just did two weeks, uh, like two weeks straight, living with my friend in the centre of the red light district. Oh, sick. Um, so banging the tourist area. Like, uh, many gigs there, though? Loads of gigs, because really, Amsterdam's yeah. like, you have two things about it. Like, it's it's close to the fringe mm. 24-7, as I've possibly seen. Yeah. In the sense that you've just got these waves of tourists coming in, looking for All things to time. do. Yeah, yeah. And 
well, even the Dutch people there speak better English than me. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, so I've, I know that country better than most Dutch people. I've yeah. gigged in villages. I've gigged in towns. I've really, gigged in yeah. cities. I've covered that oh, country, yeah. which is one of those things where by chance I went at the right time before the tourist industry had boomed. Look, and I do gigs there. I just loved the country and I loved smoking weed. Yeah. Mm. So I'd stay in this hostel. You can't, you can't get it anymore. It was six euro a bed, like a 24 dorm. I'm not getting paid. I'm just running around doing open mics. Yeah. And, you know, I was quite good and sort of was there as the circuit was being built. So now yeah. that the circuit has been built and it's very lucrative yeah. and go back there and do like two weeks, a month worth of gigs. And it's the best times of my life. Actually, it's like a little vacation. Yeah. I just like, because yeah. I'm usually going that I went in September for like three weeks and I've come after the fringe. So I'm really circuit ready. And I'm just cycling around, getting blazed in coffee shops all day. That's amazing. And then going to gigs and then just do cycling need, uh, Do you need circuit support? Oh, mate, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give you all the details after come. that. Mate. There's, uh, there's quite a few, there's yeah, quite man, a few definitely. clubs that'll have you on. Yeah, definitely yeah, easy. You'll have, you'll have a great time out there. So I want to go back, but like it, it makes sense going back and try and get a bit of paid work for me. There's or, or enough, just gig at least over there. There's you know? enough paid um, work out there. There's the Comedy Cafe. Yeah, uh, We went to one that's just not like... Is the one just on the red light district or maybe just the next street off? We went in, it was like a, it was an open mic, I think it might have been. Deprile? I don't know. Was it in a brewery? Was it in a pub? Was it in a theatre? Seemed more like a pub. Too too long ago. Just off the red light district. Yeah. Is it called like Off the Wall or some shit? Oh, there is a comedy club there called Off the Wall. Because I remember it was something to do with vans and it was like, maybe it's that. But I think we went there and it was it was not great. Just the acts <laughs> were a bit rough. Like the up mics are really yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah. And the thing is as well, they uh, like they don't really have that British sort of music hall sort of style where it needs to be like boom 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 mm. boom. So like some of the open spots there will just happily die for five minutes and keep doing it. But yeah, there's yeah, enough right. actually on the British circuit will do that. Oh but yeah, yeah, there's plenty. Like, <laughs> don't see them as regularly. Yeah. Where like, and they just won't break out of things. Did you like? I feel awkward. I feel uncomfortable. I mm. get goosebumps and like chemicals going up my neck <laughs> when <laughs> if I'm gigging and I just know they're not laughing. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, something totally. within me just breaks me out of that. Yeah, uh, and that's not necessarily good because you don't work on your material, but something breaks out of me and just makes me go like, oh, like. Guys, you're not enjoying this. Yeah, like, let's just be honest here. Like, yeah, what's yeah, happening yeah. here? Like, yeah. is it me? Yeah. Are you guys feeling awkward? Yeah. All your pet chinchillas died. What has happened here? Yeah. Have you have you encountered much racism on the circuit? There are only two aspects of like racism I can properly say, mm. like without shadow upon doubt. That, yeah. was, that was quite the segue. Yeah. <laughs> I know this comes so out of nowhere. Amsterdam, the East India Tobacco <laughs> Company who took over India. Uh-huh. Um, I've, I've had some racism in Amsterdam, but not, not gigging, uh, particularly. It's a very multicultural city. But the two aspects of racism I remember is one time there was this promoter from the Northwest. And he posted something quite racist about Mo Salah. Oh, right, yeah. Um, he called him like a little terrorist or something. And yeah. like, Said he should blow himself up during the Champions League final. Oh, brilliant! And I commented something saying like, "This is a bit out of order. Like, you can't really be saying this." Yeah. Then he replied to me, being like, "Fuck off, you Pakistani bastard." And I was like, "I'm not Pakistani. I'm from a country that hates them more than you can yeah, dream yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hate them more than you hate yeah. them." <laughs> exactly <laughs> that. So, like, I just kept having his life. He was clearly drunk. He was clearly like a very mentally ill man. Yeah. Um, and then, in fairness, 
the vast majority of the circuit like yeah. saw it and came out in my defense and were like yeah. this guy can never run shows like i don't want him gigging you're banned from my venue the thing is as well when you're pissed people go use it as an excuse but it's like people say that's when the truth comes out though <laughs> yeah but people I, go oh i was i was drunk i'm sorry and it's like well no but you tell the truth there absolutely your, your true side like, come out there and you didn't let it you, you didn't like it so drunk like, man's words are a sober man's thoughts mm. and all that but like i don't know i have a particular view on races i like i i, I feel like my life is inherently better than any racists like yeah. I don't oh, feel yeah. the need to hate on anyone. Yeah, I don't feel the need yeah. to work to any particular group and just be like, whoa, 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 whoa. like I just don't feel the need to be calling out people like that. Like I'm yeah. a happy guy. So. Any sort of hate is just wasted energy and comes from a place of just fucking lacking it. You know, exactly. Like, like yeah. hate comes from misery. Hurt yeah. people. Hurt people. Yeah. And yeah. so like I, I can feel a certain way about that. But why? Do you know what I mean? I, yeah. I just sympathise for yeah. that person. I feel sorry for them. Yeah, yeah, And they have someone in their life that they need to sort. Because if your life is messed up and you've blamed, like, all of the Asians. Yeah, <laughs> somehow. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I don't know how you can draw that conclusion, but you're clearly not in a happy place. <laughs> yeah. You need to take some mushrooms, do some Vedic <laughs> yeah. chants. Maybe you go. You, you'll all be Asians all right. Yeah. Um, the other time was um, at the... It was a gong show in the Northeast. I did... <laughs> and I had them, I really, really had them quite well. Yeah. And then, like, I switched direction to talk and stuff about, you know, growing up Was being it Stockton? Asian. The gong? No comment. I, I, okay. I, I don't. I, <laughs> I cut that bit out. Because, uh, as I say, I don't really care about racism, but. Like Kermit, I, then. So I do want to work for most <laughs> clubs. <laughs> <laughs> and I have no integrity. So, anyway, uh, and, like, I said, like, being Asian and just the. Who started raining down at being Asian? Oh, <laughs> boo, being like, Asian. Wow. You've not even heard the joke. Yes, yeah. boo. I mean, what, what's mad is that they didn't boo straight away. Yeah. He went, he's been, he, he must tan like them Geordie shows. <laughs> That was the and first then he went, I'm joke. Asian. He went, boo! See, that's so that was the first joke I ever told on stage. Oh, really? It yeah. was a chat up line I used when I was in Freshers Week. Because, mm. uh, you know, you meet people and you'd be like, oh, I'm from Newcastle. Uh, you know, but if you have seen Geordie Shaw, this is Indian heritage, not flawless fake tan. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then that was the first joke I ever oh, told nice. on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, but they're the only two experiences I've really had for the most part. I mean, yeah. that's good uh, then, at yeah. least. Uh, actually, I take that back. I've, I've been racially abused every time an audience hasn't <laughs> laughed. Uh, yeah, you take <laughs> Every it. single yeah. joke take that has it, yeah. died that's fair, because yeah, of racism. Yeah, yeah. I'll take yeah, that, yeah. I don't, I don't think I'm going to do any gong shows, you know. I don't, I don't want to. I, I don't think you really sort of need, need to. to these days. Nah, um, I'm going to be more picky with it, I think. I mean, I, I absolutely died on my ass at that Stockton gong, and now Pete Vincent books me. Yeah. Well, the there time. you go. Pete's a really great booker if he likes you. That's what uh, I mean. He like, knows that that's a particular... But gong shows were away, like, once upon a time. Things have changed immeasurably over yeah. the past, sort of, five, six years, and it's thanks to people like you. Um, podcasting. Podcasting, absolutely. sort of finding your own audience yeah. and building that up and... Clips using the internet for what it's for and, it and that yeah, yeah but also over the 10 years i've noticed that like even before people really started clocking on these changes of the internet audiences had got a little bit softer that's not necessarily a bad thing but mm. like you maybe don't want to scream abuse at a comedian when you're pissed yeah. if you know that they could probably trace your facebook and report you to your yeah. employer or whatever it's yeah. so, like know, late yeah. live for example at the fringe yeah. has been quite a bit of it like that sort of Drop that. It used to be electric, but it always used to be brutal. Yeah. If right. you got like heckles were coming. But now but people can film shit on the phones. And that exactly. That's and nobody wants to be caught that. being yeah, that yeah. person. So, like, gong shows are a way of going, like, if this person is in a rowdy Christmas gig 
Like I, I once do. started a riot in Liverpool during a Christmas gig. <laughs> like I, I could tell you that story in a yeah, minute, definitely. but like it's it was wild. I've never seen anything like that. <laughs> Go ahead. But like uh, if you if like it's a way of working out. Like on a rowdy Saturday night, if you're getting heckled, if if things are turned against you. Mm. Can you still handle yourself? You are, have you got yeah. the chops? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Can you do club comedy? Whereas I don't quite, in certain rooms, yeah, but I don't quite feel, there is still the risk, but yeah. it's not as ever present as it once mm. was. Yeah, yeah. Right. Do you want to fill me up another room? Yes, go ahead. Lad. And I will uh, tell us a tale. Tell you this riot story. Do you want, uh, oh, your mint leaves are a bit old now though. <laughs> Chuck in a few more, mate. Chuck in a few more mint leaves. Why not? Go on. Do you want a single or a double? Uh, what, are you, what are you doing in Liverpool, by the way? Well, I'm gigging tonight? in Manchester all week, so I was oh, at Jokes at the Oaks yesterday, uh, doing your podcast today. I'm in um, La- closing the Lafayette tomorrow. Oh, nice. Uh, and then I'm Single at the Frog, yeah, all weekend. Sweet. Uh, and then I'm doing Wozniak's podcast on Monday. Oh, nice. Okay. And then I'm back home on the Tuesday. Oh, lovely little trip. Yeah, so it's a little northwest northwest trip. Oh, cool. But I, uh, the Bollock Triangle. Yeah. Have you ever, like, been there? Yeah. there? Baltic Market? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It, looks yeah. Like, it looks like Ancoats in Manchester. It looks like an industrial um, estate. Mm. Y- you ever been there? Yeah. yeah, yeah you ever yeah. gigged there? I've gigged in the, in the Baltic Market. I don't know if it's the Baltic Market itself, but I just remember being booked there. And I had, like, a bit of a thing about Christmas gigs anyway, because I remember reading, like, Alan Carr's autobiography. Where he said, um, he said he did a, like the first Christmas gig he did, he went on stage and like for three minutes just got booed, heckles nonstop. Yeah. And then he like broke down, screamed at the audience and left the stage after seven. And they were like, and they came off and the promoter and all the other acts were just laughing. And they were like, yeah, welcome to Christmas gigs. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's the worst, aren't they? All that's a coma. <coughs> oh, yeah, all that to come. So you might want to do some gong shows to prepare for them. <laughs> <laughs> So I go on. It's my birthday. <laughs> so I arrive at like the Baltic Triangle, and back then it wasn't quite like uh, what it is. Is it? I've not been since. Like, How long ago was it? This must have been 2017, maybe 18. Okay, so it might have just been when it was first sort of. First, start, it really felt like yeah, cause I turned yeah. up and I was like, there can't be a gig here. Mm. This looks like a set from Peaky Blinders. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's just like factory buildings, like yeah. from old mills and stuff. Yeah. Like the, and yeah, I couldn't yeah. see any business in sight. Yeah. It's like, this is the building. So I walk into what appears to be like this giant factory yeah. from like the 1800s. <laughs> and I walk in, and inside it's actually banging. Mm. It's like this re- the decor is lovely. This club is bouncing. Yeah. There are like people all over just dancing having a good time everyone's dressed to the nines the bouncers are like i've got my little rucksack because obviously and the bouncers are like oh can we check your bar i'm like oh i'm a comedian west coast oh don't worry uh you're right at the top and then it's just the vibes kept changing so i go through that party and i walk through like this abandoned like factory yeah. hallway like it would have been perfect to have like a house dj gig <laughs> yeah, there right yeah. but like empty it just felt a bit creepy i felt mm. like like new walking through the matrix when he sort of first breaking <laughs> out like and then i go up and a few stairs Get the top, and uh, the promoter's there, and he's setting out like you know those little plastic foldable chairs. Yeah, right. He's setting them out right, and it's me and another ex, Chris McCausland. Do you know Chris McCausland? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's me and him, right? Um, and they're set. He's setting out all these chairs. It's just him there. It's just me. Um, and he literally turns. He goes, "Raul, mate, if you go on stage and don't get a single laugh tonight, I don't care, mate." <laughs> 
get ready for Christmas gigs. <laughs> I was just like, well, what the hell are these Christmas gigs like? But I was also just like, you know what? Nah, I'm going to, I, I want to, I was at that stage, five, six years, I'm breaking into like proper paid work. I'm, I'm, show them. Yeah, I'm yeah. here to stay. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I'm here to do well at Christmas gigs. I'm going to, I'm going to body this. Mm. Right. So people start filling in, the room's full and it's like sort of, um, chairs going that way, chairs going that way, chairs going that way. I'm on the stage. Yeah. And like, I literally go on stage. I've got like all the adrenaline pumping through me. I'm going to body this Christmas gig. Before I get a word out, I barely get a hello. A guy walks past me on the stage like that close to his face is. <laughs> and he's just got four drinks in his hands. Yeah. Just like sits in the front row. Everyone's laughing like this. I don't have to do anything for about four minutes. Mm. Everyone's just laughing at this awkward interaction. He sits down, puts his drinks there. And I'm just sort of like pausing silence. Get a lot of laughs just from this weird, awkward interaction. More on him. I start ripping at him. He looks like a little scally. He's mm. tiny. Yeah. He's like about five foot six. He's got a Stone Island on. He just looks like a proper little scally. So I'm ripping him, ripping him about being in a Stone Island. He's there with a massive guy who looks like Uncle Fester from the Adams family, who's right. also in a Stone Island. And I'm just ripping them for like, you know, you're wearing your Stone Islands. The Dar it was Liverpool Everton that weekend. Mm. The Derby's that weekend. Uh, on Sunday, it's not a day, idiots. I get laughs. There were two inexplicably really attractive women. Yeah. Drug dealers, then. Yeah, probably. So he puts his drinks on the table. I'm like, get your drinks off the, get on the stage. He's like, I'm like, get your drinks off the stage. You're, uh, you're, you're, you're not a comic. He doesn't move them, but but everyone's laughing. It's all good. Mm. Doing well at this Christmas gig. Ripping some people on the right. I move to the left, and I'm like, oh, did you guys say you're from down south? Because we're just gonna weave that in like a bit of material I had about living in London. And like this lass hadn't read the room. Mm. She was like one lass in a stag do. Full stag right. of men and just one lass with them. Yeah. And she's just like, yeah, we are from down south. We're from Essex. Then points to like the groom. Yeah. She's like, and he's way funnier than you. He should be on stage. And like everyone started booing her. She just hadn't yeah. read the room. I'd won them over. Maybe if I was yeah, struggling, that might sound. be yeah, yeah. yeah, but she just, you know, some people don't listen to the audience. Mm. And she just done that. I was like, ah, oh, right. Yeah, good. This is why I was asking if you're from down south. I was just about to point out that everyone from down south is a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> and Liverpool loved that, obviously. I crack on. I get to about like 11 minutes and this last just starts talking really loudly try to do a few heckle put downs everyone laughs but just just not quite taking a hit yeah, eventually right. she's still talking but there's only so far you can say this so i just up my volume and talk louder so that nobody can hear her but the two lads right next to us right next to her this like the scallies mm. They get really annoyed because they can hear her. They're right next yeah, to her. Yeah, it's pissing them and off. It's about like 15, to watch you 16 that. minutes. And like one of them gets up and squares up to like over the top of her. <laughs> and he's like, fucking shut up. What the fuck are you doing? And I was like, holy shit. And I turn around and like I sort of step in to break it up. Yeah. And then this other guy who's like massive, like bald ginger, he steps in to break it up. And I rip him. I say he looks like a ginger stone called Steve Austin or something <laughs> like that. The audience laughed a little bit. And he just looks at me with these eyes that just aren't quite there. Shark like, he's just like, like mate, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> We're at a comedy night. You can say whatever you like about me. What's going on with this guy? I'm like, right, whatever. I crack on. I'm literally at like the 19th yeah. minute. Nearly I'm about there. to fucking round I'm about to do my last joke and I hear some commotion on the I'm looking to the right, I hear some commotion on the left. I turn round. They're both screaming at each other again, the last in the scally. Scally gets up as he's squaring up to her. I can just see him. It's like all going in slow motion. 
and he starts like pulling his arm back. I step in, almost break them up. And then I see that big zombie lad, <laughs> Ginger Stone Cold, stepping up to hit the little scally. And at that moment, it was like a freeze frame moment. I just went, oh, you're not getting paid enough for this. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 150 quid open and it isn't really going to yeah. cover what public liability insurance you need if you get yeah. a concussion here. Yeah. And I just stepped right out the way. Yeah. And then it all just went like dominoes. It's the big bro. The little scally. Like, so the big guy, he went to hit the scally but he missed because the scally just fully died forward. Just decked this lass. <gasps> just decked this. And it was weird because at first I was on his side until he decked the lass. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. everyone was like, what the hell is going on there? And then he sort of like started grappling with his lass. And then the two lasses with them, mm. they like saw what was going on. They One of them stepped up, started screaming. She stepped though right into the drinks he'd put in the sta on the stage at the start oh, of the air sense. set, slipped. Like it was like curling or bowling. Like she just <gasps> slipped, dragged the microphone from my hand. It got Fuck trapped around her ankle. And oh you could just hear her screams God. through the microphone. as she slid across the stage, went right into this group of lads from Essex, like bowling, knocked yeah. every one of them off their feet. Like 12 of them. Suddenly these 12 lads get back up, a bit embarrassed that they've just been sort of taken out mm. by this woman on the floor. And they just start throwing punches everywhere. Oh Left, God. right. It didn't matter if they were involved, if they weren't like... And then the next thing you know, the promoter, he's running to break it up, but everyone is running into this fight or running mm. away from it. So people are either running in, throwing digs at the Essex lads, or they're running away. Oh people God. outside of it are folding up the chairs and throwing them into the riot. Oh, at this point, I did the courageous thing and I ran behind the bar, hid and started crying. What have I done here? How am I starting this? Bless the promoters. I'm like, Raul, Raul, yeah. go hide, hide behind the bar. I was like, yep, I'll do that. <laughs> and then eventually- he goes, yeah. Christmas again. Hey. <laughs> oh, well, uh, the, the, the culmination of it was it all was it all kicking off people were just everyone was running around everyone was reacting to that riot except from one guy chris mm. sat at the back bless him because he's blind he's blind he yeah, yeah. <laughs> had no idea what was going on just sat there back just smashing that kick there now minding his own business yeah. and like his cat like a guy drives him i just seen him run and like dive and tackle chris into the tech booth to make sure he didn't get hit by a flying chair oh and in fairness the gig went on the bouncers yeah. took ages to get up because it was up like three flights of stairs and they had no idea oh. they eventually got up threw out the like accusers a lot of people left but some people stayed the ones who stayed at diehards there and aren't the, they Absolutely, mate. They're true comedy fans. Yeah. And in that second half, Chris comes on with like one of the best opening lines I've ever seen. He just comes on and he goes, uh, yeah, usually I uh, don't uh, feel like I've, I've missed much in life being blind. But tonight, I feel like I've missed <laughs> a lot. Okay, well, lass is fighting. Did we see any titties or anything? What's going on, lads? <laughs> that's oh, that's amazing. I've never seen anything so like that. Good. And I don't think I've ever, yeah, caused that again. Was it on mushrooms, was you? Yeah. So, no, no. Imagine not happened. <laughs> I attract chaos with or without mushrooms. Yeah. Okay. That's funny, man. Uh, um, right, we'll have to wrap up soon. Okay, awkward sex stories. Yeah. Ooh, I've got, uh, off the top of my head, three... <laughs> One that's this is beyond awkward. Okay. Quite brutal, really. Okay. Go ahead. Um, this is why we bring the room. your soul. <laughs> this our oh, bed a lot that night. Um, what was the so name, Jerome? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's call it Jerome. So me and Jerome are having sex. Yeah. Um, you know that position, legs are on your shoulders, mm. and you're thrusting. Yeah. Thrusting for I'm getting very close. Your legs. Oh, Her legs like are on like, like no, it's not like some mad yoga <laughs> position where I'm not <laughs> like something I picked up out the Karma Sutra. Um, so like, 
thrusting, thrusting her legs around my shoulder, uh, and she is uh, uh, lack of a plat, fingering her clitoris, right? Mm. And sort of like just as I'm getting close, I slip out. And classic. I mean, it's all it's happened to all of us. As I go back in, just hit her nail. Oh, and it just. Boom! Instead of coming, a lot of blood just squirts oh. out. No, that was yeah. It wasn't oh. actually as painful as you'd imagine. No, but it was just scary. like when you see that, you're just like, I was ready to faint. Freak out like, territory, oh. saying, yeah. "Come on, be a dick in it." It's yeah, also yeah. like such bad timing. Just very unfortunate. Uh. It was a shame because it was really good sex up your until poor, that point. Your poor love. <laughs> um, I lost this star rating on Uber once. Because of sex, yeah. <laughs> a full star what? rating. What do you mean? Um, yeah, but I was like, that, that's not how I'd do it. <laughs> In once, the back of the car. Once like, upon a time, many... <laughs> 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 once upon a time, many fringes ago... Um, going back with this lady working in the bar at a venue I was gigging in. Yeah. Um, and we, we decided to mix a particular class A. Mm. with the uh, sex, which didn't work out well for me. Mm. must admit, just, uh, I'm trying everything. For a good two hours, I'm trying everything. But my, somebody had stolen my dick that yeah, night right. and replaced it with a raisin. <laughs> <laughs> just nothing was happening. And eventually, I just took the L, bless her. She didn't even take the yeah. I was like, this uh, clearly isn't this working. Let's this, yeah. maybe meet another night and maybe not introduce the class A's. Like, yeah. It's just, you know, that's what's <laughs> happened. And she's like, yeah, okay, cool. And then we're in a porch. And I'm waiting for a taxi to take us back to mine. And then, like, as the taxi arrives, I don't know what happens. The blood just starts flooding back. So we, yeah, just floods back out of nowhere. So we just start shagging all over a porch. But the taxi's waiting still. (laughs) The taxi leaves. We'll finish. I order another taxi. But from there, do you know what it's like after class A is it just... You just won't stop. Right. I just keep getting on and keep. At this point, I've Every time it comes, yeah, oh, another three, one. four taxis. <laughs> and my Uber rate went down a full star the next day. I was like, oh, that was good. Yeah, it was worth a star, yeah, actually. Yeah, it's like a star Have yeah. you ever, do you guys, you don't have a dog, do you? Got two. You got two? Mm. How do you do it when, when it, you, like, do you, when there were puppies? And we, we, we've only had them for a few months. We rescued, like, not rescued them, real. How old are they? Two and three. Yeah. Um, so how do they feel like when they're left alone? Are they all right? Yeah, they sound, yeah. Okay, because yeah, I was seeing lass who had a puppy that mm. obviously it was a puppy. Yeah. So it didn't like being alone. Being alone. Mm. Yeah. So either you had to try and make love while the puppy was crying outside. Yeah. yeah. And the crying sort of put me off. Mm. Yeah. I didn't have the heart to quite shout at a puppy. I didn't really feel like that would train it well. <laughs> So the puppy would just be in the room watching. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, hey, I'm open-minded sexually. I will have a third watch, but not mm. if it's like a golden Labrador. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like <laughs> just, you know, going at it, um, just got over the puppy and then it just came and sat down next to me. Oh. Just, you know what I mean? It's quite hard to like thrust when you've got a golden Labrador right so, next so, to you. So knee. cute looking at you. Yeah. It was, yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, nah, this is, this is not going to work yeah. tonight. You're going to have to find a puppy sitter. That's funny, that. Just play yeah. pay and fetch. Yeah, yeah, it's just, but that was it. Like, <laughs> I was thrusting. You tried to be sitting. It's just there, like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, this absolutely is not happening. Oh, no, no we're not right, aren't we? Because they kind of, right, our got Dave, our dog's called Dave. That could have been anyone. That could have been your uncle, your pal. <laughs> the cook, the uh, cook old in the corner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, and he goes under blankets. So he, like, 
Borough's himself in the corner and you can do what you he want. He covers his own eyes. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, perfect. Yeah. That dog knows. That yeah. dog's the best wingman you could ask for. He's he's such a good boy and Ed Dave. Yeah, he's he's proper chill. He's a wingman, yeah. Um, right, have we got... Uh, how, how long have we got? Uh, about 10 minutes max, okay. I think. So I've, uh, do you want to do your most shameful moment and your proudest moment? Proudest moment off the top of my head was probably... So I was at that stage where I was just shifting from, um, like, I'm becoming a full-time comedian here. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and I was getting into TV and radio. And I had just um, done a Radio 4 show called State of the Nation. Yeah. And I'd, I'd really outshone everybody on that bill. Um, mm. Everybody on that bill has since gone on to do way better than yeah. <laughs> longevity-wise. Like, their careers are really good. I remember one of them being Tom Allen. Yeah. Uh, another was LSG. They're way ahead of me. Just, you know, it's consistent. It's mm. every day. It's just that night. I really outshone them. Yeah, right. Um, and, like, I took them out in Newcastle after we all had a good time. And, like, I always kind of liked Ellis and sort of looked up to him. So I really felt like, you know, I, I'd really made it. I came home with a McDonald's. And then I put on... TV, BBC iPlayer, just to find something to watch. And my face was on BBC iPlayer because yeah. I've just done BBC Big Asian Comedy uh, Night. Nice. And I'd smoked a spliff. I just smashed State of the Nation. Um, I had a McDonald's and my face was on iPlayer. Yeah, that yeah. for me was yeah, just a lasting yeah. like, ooh, I'm here now, I've yeah, arrived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. And then my most shameful moment was probably immediately the next day after when I woke <laughs> up to like, Paper bag of the McDonald's on my head, <laughs> fries all over my bed, and I changed my Tinder profile picture to like I put on my face on. I was like, come uh, on, jizz on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> These violent delights of violent ones. <laughs> yeah. That's funny, that, that man. That is funny, yeah. Well, uh, I think we've got the class time there, man. We've got some class stories. Uh, we'll have to get you on again when we've got a bit more time, but we've got a live show tonight, so we're a bit here. Uh, Oh, you're a bit against it. Yeah, yeah. We could have had an extra half. No, it's all good, man. It's all good. Um, But yeah, definitely get you back on next time you're in Liverpool. It'd be be class. I I do have a brilliant story. The last time I stayed in a in a hostel in Goodison Park as well. Oh, I can't tease us with that. Do do it now? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Do it now and then plug whatever you've got to plug. Okay, you've been in the Goodison Park area. Yeah. It's quite rough that area, right? Very rough, yeah. Mm. <laughs> really rough. Yeah, yeah. We, we were there for a stag do. Keegan lives. Mm. Yeah, we we, we were there for a stag do and, and, and the best man had really misread the situation. <laughs> yeah. He booked like a gaff above a pub and in fairness, it was like a lad's pad, but mm. I felt like just walking around the place looking at the former decor. Like it clearly was a brass house turned yeah. into a, um, into a, into like a lad's like pad for stags do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like it was rough. Me and my mate went a day early, and like two things were noticed. One, there was just all these homeless kids running around the, this Airbnb. Yeah. They were like 11, 12, like little scallies, and they were all rolling up spliffs and smoking them. Yeah. And I just didn't know what was going on. Like this, this the landlady of this pub, this Airbnb, seemed to have adopted these kids like some scouts or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, because they're all drug dealers as well. Like I yeah. found that out later when I, I went to the shops. And the shop, like my dad's corner shop was in a rough area. Down. Yeah. This shop had everything behind bulletproof windows, even <laughs> the Freddos. Yeah. Like, yeah, Freddos behind bulletproof, uh, stab proof glass, and yeah. that's a bit more. Cost of living crisis, inflation, they're yeah. 50 pence now. They yeah. don't need to be yeah. behind bulletproof windows. No. And kids that's probably a... gang of pickpockets, that's why. Yeah. Well, 
I went back to the, the hostel and like, this is actually probably my most shameful moment because I was kind of like a little bit intimidated by them. I seen one of them outside in a transit van just yeah. counting stacks of oh, cash. Oh no, I'm scared you of them. You should be intimidated I by them. I am scared of them kids. Then it's not safe. Yep, it's, <laughs> it's not, not safe, safe. But if you rub them up the right way and you give them custom, they're, they're all right with you as, as we found out. Oh yeah, yeah. you yeah. like, them, right? I just, one of them, He was about up to here. Yeah. And I just seen him in this Ford Transit counting cash and then he drove the van <laughs> off he's not he doesn't have a license so what's going on here I but i went for a tab a uh, cigarette sorry that's yeah. what we call them in i went for a cigarette in 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 the air like the smoking area this lad's bad and they're all out there about three or four of them uh when i get to them genuinely i felt quite sympathetic if their story was true turns out yeah. they're all like homeless mm. um and they'd been adopted by this landlady out the kindness of a yeah, heart right and the reason they're like so small is because a lot of them were sort of malnourished. Right. But they were all like selling drugs. I think that's yeah. what you know I what I mean? <laughs> I, I ended morning as a baby, so I've just not got oxygen. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> you could, your mum couldn't drink that Guinness because she was allergic to it. I know, yeah. But yeah, they were just like there. They were like, you know, imagine looking at these like little infant faces. Mm. Like, but lad, if you need any drugs, any weed, any speed, any yeah. lemon, we've got you, boy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, you should be asking me to go to the shop to buy you a bottle of Prime. Yeah, and you should yeah, not be selling yeah. me drugs. Mm. And I was about to say it, like, I just couldn't get over the like ludicrousness of the situation. I'm so glad I didn't. So I was about, I just thought, like, I wouldn't say going for them, but just ripping the piss out yeah. of you in a friendly way. We'd got on, I'd smoked a bit of their spliff and that. That was actually probably the most shameful moment of my, my smoking life. Smoking spliff for the smoking kids. Smoking spliff for the 11 year olds. <laughs> I'm like, Cat Williams, when he got battered. <laughs> It's <laughs> like, what am I doing here? But uh, I was also yeah. like, when they offered us, like, I wasn't going to reject them. And I'm so glad I didn't reject them. I'm so glad I didn't take the mick out of them. Yeah. Because that's what's about to just start taking the mick out of them a little bit. One of them dropped this Stanley knife right in front of me. Mm. Yeah. And as he dropped it, he sort of panicked and he looked up at me and he went, yeah. Oh, sorry, mate. <laughs> that's not for you. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's to go rob the fucking shop. I yeah. yeah. was later. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm scared wow. of all them gangs of kids, man. They're all fucking thick as fuck, and they carry fucking knives around with them and that, innit? Is she You're stupid bringing so, knives? Is she them. like adopting them as like a like a dr drug well, or whatever? I was under the impression she had adopted them out of the kindness of her heart. She'd just seen some homeless kids, but I've been talking to some social workers just telling this story. Cause I'm like, yeah. what the hell was happening there? She's like, probably a county lines thing to yeah. be fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, you know, like modern there. millennial Oliver Twist. You got a. Yeah. You gotta pick a pocket or two, or sell a bag hey. or three. Mm. Yeah. Why not? It poverty exists. It's cost a living, what, isn't it? Do what we do. Get involved. Do what we got it. Yeah, it's mad that. <laughs> never go to Goodison for a, a stag do. No. That's what we learned God there. Yep, done. that's what we learned there. Pop <laughs> world was pretty rough, but Goodison took it to a whole. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so we've got anything you want to plug, man? Yeah. Uh, I've got some shows coming up. If if you're based in the northwest, I've got a preview of my show, Full English. Um, it's all about just me talking about certain parts of England. I might even tell that story because you know you got Liverpool, Manchester, just yeah. everywhere I've travelled. You know when you travel as a comedian, yeah. it's all a bit half about like the travels and just learning about different parts mm. of the United Kingdom. Um, and then sort of like some political analysis and find out where I sort of fit in as a British Indian. Like I'm a British, yeah, sure. I'm an Indian. What exactly am I? It's called Full English. Um, it's at Creatures Comedy. Um, Corner Boy, in Corner Boy yeah. Northern Quarter on the 31st of May. If you're down south watching this, I'm doing that same show, Five Dates at the Brighton Fringe. I'll be at Edinburgh Fringe doing it as well as my crowd work show. I just taught the audience for now, find out what's going on. Um, and I'm also doing a filming at the stand in Newcastle um, at the end of uh, July. Yes, okay. okay. so 24th of up. July. Yeah. Uh, so that's where you can find me. You can find oh. me in other places, but that's the place Hopefully. to get the ticket revenue. And your socials? Raul Coley comic on all socials. Yeah. R-A-U-L-K-O-H-L-I-C-O-M-I-C. 
Don't confuse me for the actor. That, that kills me. <laughs> it's wounding, so that, I've isn't it? changed my name as well. He's got like half a million name. followers or something, hasn't he? I'm, 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 I'm brown. Like when I was a kid, <laughs> I couldn't go into like a, a shop and find like a key ring yeah. or a, a fridge magnet with Rahul or Kohli on yeah. it. I get into stand-up comedy, the arts, the yeah. whitest sport in the world. And there was already a Rahul yeah. Kohli there. He's not just more famous than me. He's younger and he's more handsome. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> Killed me on all fronts. Uh, right. Well, nice one for coming on, man. Appreciate it. It was a good laugh. Um, and we'll go check him out and that. Follow him, Rahul, and go see his shows and all that. Um, and we'll be back next week in it with another one. Thank you. Always here. Thanks so much for coming down. Yeah, nice one, man. Take, uh, it, take it easy. Love you, bye. See you. Bye-bye.